Amanrena here from Sage Investors, and I'm here to do a quick mind map analysis of my most recent investment decision, which was to buy shares in Shopify, ticker symbol SHOP. This, uh, video is, this video is also available in podcast format. You can download it through my website, sageinvestors.ca, or through Apple Podcasts. So Shopify has been uh, one of those stocks in the last year or so. It's been kind of one of those it stocks. Uh, it's been a really sexy, popular stock. Stock's been trading almost, uh, at one point was trading at about, um, oops, was trading at one point, um, it was trading at one point near 500, went all, went all the way up to uh, $550 a share. And then recently has been kind of, falling off a, a cliff a little bit and as now it was trading at about $450 a share and that's kind of when I started like paying attention a little bit to it so I thought um, maybe let's take a look at this stock been an extremely popular stock um, darling of Wall Street and Bay Street um, one of the top performing cost stocks in the uh, in the in the Canadian market um, so I thought hey let's take a look at the stock uh, as, it, as it's fallen about 20% so I thought um, Maybe it may be an interesting opportunity to jump in on it. So for those of you who follow my uh, videos here that I've done, uh, one of the things I do every time I look uh, at a stock and I'm, uh, as a potential investor investment is I ask myself a series of questions. And after I've answered these questions, I usually have a pretty good idea whether I want to buy the stock or sell the stock or avoid the stock like anything. So uh, basically, I want to walk you through those questions and how I answered them and ultimately how it led me to make my decision to buy shares in, in Shopify. So before I got into all this, my little uh, deep dive, I, my perception of Shopify, you know, as far as knowing it from the fact that the stock just exploded, um, was I always thought Shopify was essentially a, was just a, sort of like a little mini Amazon or a Canadian version of Amazon um, in that, you know, it's a website. They sell all kinds of, you know, retail website, buy all kinds of products and service products um, from them. And uh, they had a really nice website and it was just kind of popular. It's just an e-commerce website. Um, but that's the more that I started reading up on it and more started, you know, learning about it, um, I realized my perception was completely way off. And this is a totally different company than what I thought it was. So. When you look at Shopify, essentially Shopify is not just a website per se. It is really, um, it really is an e-commerce platform. It's a software company. And uh, what they do is essentially they try to help companies, businesses, um, create and sell their products products online. They're essentially, what their, their value proposition is, they are offering businesses uh, uh, a turnkey sales channel. In the sense that they help uh, they help people like manage their billing, shipping, and the marketing um, components of the whole sales channel. 
the really, I think the differentiation between uh, what Shopify provides is, is really helping companies build brands. So when you think of Amazon, one of the things that Amazon does is they have developed a marketplace where uh, an individual who has a product to sell or a company has a, who has a product to sell can go and put up a shop on Amazon and sell products through Amazon. And the difference being then is when they do sell products through Amazon is when they ultimately get shipped, they are shipped uh, in a box that contains Amazon. It doesn't contain the name of company XYZ. The difference really with Amazon is that you, Amazon essentially has a lot of control over that process. And it's really, at the end of the day, you're selling something, but you're really not getting the visibility for it. Amazon's getting the visibility for it. And that, that, that kind of relationship has been a very popular one and a very lucrative one, because um, Amazon has over 2 million different customers who do sell on their marketplace. Um, but it also has risks, and I'll get into that whole concept in a, in a second. Um, so when, it, when I look at Shopify, Shopify is not an e-commerce company that sells products. They, they kind of are, but the, the difference really between uh, Amazon and Shopify is that if you're a company XYZ and you have a product to sell, Shopify will build a platform for you or you can sign on or subscribe to their platform and, and use their tools to help you sell the goods, market goods, and then ship goods and fulfill goods. And so the thing is, once ultimately you sell something through Shopify, that box that gets shipped out to your customer is not going to say Shopify on it. It's going to say company XYZ. So really, the company, your company retains its branding and has an opportunity to brand itself and distinguish itself in its marketplace. You do that through Amazon, you really have no brand recognition. And that's a really interesting value proposition because, um, and I'll get into that into one of the sort of one of the risk factors when we get into talking about risks around this whole platform kind of um, ecosystem kind of thing. Is uh, there's there is some, and Shopify has kind of positions itself quite nicely as kind of offering an alternative source for for many for many businesses to sell products online. So we'll get into that uh, in a little bit, but that's essentially what they are. They're an e-commerce platform, help companies sell products and goods, get products and goods, help companies brand, develop their brand awareness online. Who do they compete with? Well, obviously the one main competitor they would have is Amazon because they have their own little ecosystem um, that they use to sell goods and services. Um, I would think of other pl uh, competitors being Salesforce, and then your traditional kind of fulfillment logistics type companies like uh, uh, FedEx, uh, UPS, um, just even the traditional postal companies. Um, and then I would think also maybe a, an equivalent maybe potential would be like a JD.com from, from a more global perspective. So there's a lot, it's a very intense, it's a very competitive landscape. Nobody really owns it. Amazon is clearly the, the, the big, big gorilla in the room. Um, but there's also other formidable players out there. And Shopify is a small business. They're, they're, they're you know, as I said, they barely did, a, and I'm going a little bit ahead, they just crossed over a billion in sales recently. 
And uh, so, you know, Amazon's like, you know, three, four hundred billion in sales. So they're like, like Shopify is definitely a small, small bit player at this point. But it's an interesting bit player, it seems like it. So competitors. Next thing I want to know about is, okay, who buys stuff? Who would want to do business with um, Shopify? So as I said, um, they're really targeting people who want to build a brand of their uh, companies or solopreneurs. Um, I would say like people like mid-tier businesses, solo businesses, solopreneurs, who have an interesting product and kind of want to sell it. Um, kind of startup kind of level, startup level. So they're not really going after like the top tier, like, you know, Procter and Gamble kind of groups and stuff like that. They're going after really mid-tier retailers uh, who are looking to push a product and promote a product and promote their brand and develop a brand online. Um, just to give you some context, they actually have about 800,000 customers, um, and you put that in context, uh, Amazon has about 2 million, I mentioned that earlier. And so, so that's kind of the nature of their customer base. Now the question we have as investors is, we want to invest in businesses that have recurring revenue streams, right? So one of the things Shopify does is they offer basically a, a subscription service. So companies would pay a monthly subscription or an annual subscription to uh, access the whole um, sales channel. Um, ecosystem. And so it's by, by offering a subscription service, it kind of makes their customer base a bit sticky. They're not going to just go in and out and just borrow. They're going to looking for a long-term, they're trying to develop long-term relationships with, with their client base. So know a little bit about what they're about. They're very much a logistics system, sales ecosystem platform, um, going after mid-tier businesses, offering companies an opportunity to develop their own brand, their own online presence, and kind of being sort of their support system that sales channel to allow them to develop their brand and help them develop their brand seems like an interesting value proposition. So the question is asked at the end of the day as investors, we want to ask ourselves always is, do they make money? Is this company actually generating tangible profit, tangible wealth? So the quick answer is no right now. Um, they're doing about a billion dollars in sales. They just crossed the billion dollar amount of sales level. They're about a 50%, growing at about 50% a year right now, so it's a hyper-growth company. Um, subscriptions of that billion dollars, subscriptions are about half of revenues right now. Um, when you look at the gross margins, they come in at about 55% and it's been stable, which is interesting to see, like hyper-growth companies shouldn't have like crazy, like have a lot of fluctuating costs associated with it along with their revenues. So the fact that they've kept their gross margins at about 55% is, 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 is good, it's a positive thing. Um, so yeah, normally, so this is not a profitable business, but it's got a fair, it's generating a fair amount of cash flow, it's growing at a very fast rate, 
uh, it's a good significant portion of those cash flows are cash that's coming in by customers that are subscribing to them or making longer term commitments to them and their gross margins on an operational level seem to be pretty solid and pretty stable. So normally for me, I'm ultimately looking for companies that are obviously profitable at the end of the day, generate high returns on invested capital versus cost of capital. This is not right now, but there is potential here. There are some metrics here that are showing that there is a lot of potential right now for this company to um, churn into a, to, to a profitable business. Um, a lot of it is also because they're making a lot of capital investments uh, into the business right now. I'll talk about that in a sec. So normally from here, I would probably stop my analysis, but as I said, I'm, I'm a bit intrigued by the business and I'm intrigued by the fact that it is just you know, generating cash flow, meaningful cash flow. It's burning through it, but it's generating cash flow. So there is, appears to be an appetite for this type of business out there. So that's kind of interesting. Um, the next thing I want to understand though is, okay, the cash flows may be generating, but is this company stable? Is this company financially stable? Is this company going to be around 5, 10, 15, 20 years? So normally when it, when I'm trying to figure out t answering this question, I usually end up uh, t wanting to take a look at some metrics in the balance sheet. So three areas I tend to focus on in the balance sheet are the liquidity. Does the company have enough cash flow to meet their short-term day-to-day obligations? So when I look at the company's current ratio, which is a ratio of current assets to current liabilities, it's literally 10 times. They have 10 times the amount of cash than uh, liability. So they have a lot of cash in hand uh, in terms of uh, uh, operating. This is a company, like right now, they're in a situation they're not going out of business tomorrow. They have, uh, the next thing I want to look at is the company's debt level. The company has no debt. So that's a good thing to see. And in terms of uh, tangible assets or intangible, It's minimal. They hardly have any uh, um, goodwill or intangible type assets. So the quality of the company's asset base is pretty strong. It's pretty cash heavy. They have a lot of cash in the bank. Um, and they've been going out and in, in, in raising a lot of cash uh, to, to fund the business too. So that leads then to the next question we always ask is, and I think it's important to ask, and a lot of times we don't ask, is try to figure out what are the risks associated with this business? What is out there that potentially could take this company down? Um, there's a few. Like as I said, this is a very um, new hyper-growth company in a very competitive area. There's a lot of challenges that um, and headwinds this company could get into. And obviously the first one is, is the whole Amazon effect. You know, Amazon is just the Goliath of, of this whole logistics platform, online logistics platform. They essentially own it and, uh, and have a lot of control over it. Uh, one of the things I talked about when I, or said earlier about Amazon is the whole, they, they have the principle, you know, cr they've created a marketplace. They have about 2 million customers that sell goods on, on Amazon. The thing about it is when you're a customer trying to when you're trying to sell on their marketplace, you have you give up a lot of autonomy. Um, they control a lot, and so, um, for example, 
one of the things I think people are starting to wake up with Amazon is that they control all the, a lot of the, the, the levers of that business in the sense that they um, control the data, all the sales information and all the metrics that go around, all the sales that these companies do on Amazon, uh, they control it. And what they do is they use it to cannibalize those businesses. So what they've been doing is looking through their mountain of data and identifying, okay, these are the type of businesses that are selling really well. And what they end up doing is going out and creating their own private labels and literally competing against the people that are selling on their marketplace. And it's worked. <laughs> and you know, as I said, they got 2 million customers doing this. Um, and I think this is what's interesting about Shopify is that they don't do that. In fact, what Shopify does is they make the data available to the companies that they that subscribe to them. They put the company's name on all the communication and marketing and boxes that come out of the that come out of their factories or their plants. Um, Shopify allows companies to control that. Shopify gives their, the, their customers much more autonomy in developing their brand and developing their business. So Shopify views itself more as a partner with their co customers than Amazon. Amazon views them as potential customer, potential competition. And, uh, and so Shopify has seen this little um, element and is, tried, and is trying to um, kind of build out its way. The way it's structured right now, it's a small, it's small potatoes. And so what is also interesting about Shopify is they just recently announced that they're going to uh, invest uh, a couple of billion dollars in developing, I think it was two billion, in developing a, a fulfillment network to do two-day shipping. So they're actually really, really trying to take on Amazon at their own game in that sense. Um, and it's kind of staggering because when you think about it, um, Amazon spends almost, uh, what is it, 16 billion in shipping per quarter. So about 65 billion. So Shopify is like small potatoes on that sense. But what they're trying to do is build out their fulfillment network to be somewhat competitive to what Amazon is doing. The reality is the big risk that Shopify has is just it really comes down to capital. They need lots of it. So the big risk factor is uh, they need to kind of almost convince the market that what they that their value proposition is so unique and so uh, effective that it will be a disruptive force to Amazon, and that's essentially what the story is right now. And that's what they're trying to do is trying to convince the market that they they have the 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 ecosystem that can compete with on a logistics sales channel basis that can compete with Amazon.
And so far, the market has, has agreed with it. If you, you know the fact that the stock's gone from nothing to 550 bucks. That's the risk factor. So for risk factor for, for Shopify is really having enough cash to stay in business, to compete with Amazon. And so the question is, as long as Bay Street and Wall Street are you know, buying the story, and it seems like a good story, um, they, got a, they might have a shot of, of, of disrupting and of carving out a very unique niche in an Amazon-dominated world. So we have to take that in, into account. So that leads to really the ultimate last question is, okay, this is a company that's not making any money, unique value proposition, strong financial position, but needs lots of money, lots of invested capital are required, and has a basic threat. Is this stock cheap? And so the fact um, the stock was at about $550, it was dropped at $450, so at $450, this is when I started to look at it, is the stock cheap? So um, the fact of the matter is it makes no money. So this is a, from my take on it, I think this is a pretty pricey stock. There's no profitability in it right now. There's a lot of promise. And so from that, it's, it's a pricey stock. Oops. It's a very pricey stock. It's a very risky stock. Um, there's a lot of volatility. It's really about the story. If you essentially buy into the story of what they're trying to do and how they're trying to differentiate themselves um, and their potential to continue to grow their sales and to continually to eventually monetize that sales into a, a really good profitable, into a really good profit center, then this could be a really interesting stock to hold. Um, it's very much It's a, David, it's a David versus Goliath thing. So if you believe the story a lot enough, um, valuations and metrics really don't play a factor into it. Um, and that's really ultimately why normally, to me, this would be a very speculative stock. It is a speculative stock. Um, I would not put my life savings into this company. I wouldn't uh, put a significant amount of money into this company. Uh, because there is a lot of risk associated with it. It's got a very interesting value proposition, but there's risks associated with it. Amazon could just eat them up alive, potentially. Like if Amazon changed their structure and said, you know what, we're gonna allow companies to ship products with their own labels on it, instead of, you know, we're gonna open up our database and let companies, you know, tap into our, into our network more to help them brand their, their products better. If they got into that, then Shopify would be gone in an instant. So it's very speculative. Right now, there is a differentiation, but Amazon could easily overnight change their strategy and take out Shopify. So there's that side of it. 
So if you're buying the company purely on a profitability, you know, cash flow, future cash flow kind of thing, it's kind of risky. It's hard to put a valuation on it. You're buying it because of the story. And if I'm going to buy it, you're buying it also essentially because of the, it's also essentially, I would call it a, a bit of an asset play. Because the company, as I said, they're in really good financial position. So potentially this company could, you know, if they create a really rich ecosystem, there's a potential here for this company to get taken out. And I don't know who, but maybe any of these companies down here may, might, might be interested in doing that. Heck, I may even add, you know, we can even add Microsoft. Microsoft might be an interesting one because they have a business focus. I'm just brainstorming. Microsoft, obviously Google, maybe. Could be a potential takeover candidate. It's pretty ripe to be taken over. Um, especially if the stock were to fall a bit. It might be an interesting company to take out. So, as I was saying, it's really about the story. This is a risky company, high risk stock, highly volatile. It's not profitable right now. It's a speculative play. And it's ultimately come down to you believe in the story. And right now, when I, the way it's set up, the story looks pretty interesting. And so I kind of like the story. And I like the potential. There's potential here. Um, if it can convince the markets, if it can convince investors to keep putting capital into it so it can further develop itself out and put itself in a competitive position with Amazon, it has the potential to do it. But as I said, Amazon can literally turn on a switch and open everything up and change their strategy and allow companies to be more, to develop their brands through their marketplace. Shopify goes away really fast. So highly risk, high speculative stock. I thought I looked at it. It's not the type of stock I normally would buy, um, but I, I thought the story was an interesting one enough that I would just maybe take a little bit of a flyer on it. And so I did. I, I ended up buying a very small position um, in the company um, when the stock dropped at about 450. It even dropped under. It went under like 390 or something. And I started buying um, a little bit of position at this level. So ultimately, I made my decision to buy, um, but it's a speculative buy. So that's my little quick little scratch out of my decision to buy shares in Shopify. Uh, if you have any questions about this uh, video, you can drop me a line through my website, sageinvestors.ca. I'm more than happy to answer any questions. Um, you can find my other um, mind map videos of other investment decisions I've uh, looked at through my website. Um, if you have any questions about the courses I teach, I also teach a series of online investing courses on stocks and ETFs. You can find some more information on my website, sageinvestors.ca. Um, if you're just new looking to get into investing, uh, as I said, I offer a bit of a coaching program where I help people um, find their investing path and build sort of those, help people build their investing competencies so that they can make better investment decisions. So you can check all that out. All that info is on my website, sageinvestors.ca. Drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. So there you go. That's my video on my decision to buy shares in Shopify. My name is Amin Reina, uh, Sage Investors. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for watching in. We'll catch you again another time. Bye-bye.